Hey, this is Monty Nero, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday. That's what day it is. Man, you think a year into quarantine, I'd finally be knowing what days or days but it's also spring break and then the week the the week before spring break my kid was homesick so yeah days so yeah it's wednesday though i'm pretty sure about that and we're going to talk some comics all week we've been talking about submarines today's national submarine day so happy that and and that saint patrick's day thing too but submarines are cooler uh unless you go listen to the our fake history podcast on St. Patrick. If you do, tell him the Night Nerd sent you. There, he, Sebastian's a good guy and has a really cool show over there. But anyway, we've looked at submarines and video games and some cool submarine uh, TV shows and movies. And today, we're, we're going to look at them in comics. Now, when I think submarines and comics, the first one that pops into mind is actually from a movie. And it was somebody who just minded their own business, wanted to rent a submarine, Mr. P. N. Gwynn. Uh, but, you know, it turns out the Penguin submarine was, was not a good idea. No, that's not what we're talking about. We are going to talk about something so submarine it's a submariner. Namor, the submariner. That's right. Marvel's first mutant, kind of? No? Yes? As we'll look at today. So, Namor, uh, first unofficially showed up in Motion Picture Funnies Weekly Number 1 in April of 1939. So this was actually going to be like the first free comic book day. Bill Everett created the character uh, in the short story, and it was going to be given away at movie theaters. But plans fell through, it didn't happen. And Namor's first official appearance is Marvel Comics Number 1, covered in October 1939, which is going to cost you a pretty, pretty penny online. But... His origin story is really not that impressive, like his creative origin story, because Carl Burgos had created the original Human Torch, who was like an android synthesoid that turned on fire. You know, not the Johnny Storm one, we're talking the, the old one. And Bill Everett had seen it, and he's like, man, that's kind of cool. That's fire. I like water. And Bill Everett is also a nautical enthusiast. So he's like, you know what? Let's make this water guy and they they proved it they're like okay cool let's let's go a lot of the inspiration came from samuel taylor coleridge's poem the rhyme of the ancient mariner from 1798 and it, it's just a really long poem uh about some ship stuff i mean it's way deeper and more complicated than that but as far as far as the sake of our show what we're talking about it's a long poem about the water and Drawing influence from that, he was trying to think of some cool like, royal-sounding names, and he took Roman, the word Roman, because you know they had emperors and gods and everything, and just wrote it backwards, uh, which I never knew. I never noticed. You know, Namor is just Namor, but now I cannot unsee Roman backwards, and I hope you're cursed with that too, because it's it's there. So, anyway, Namor was incredibly popular. Like, the the big three, you know, it 
DC, we know the big three is Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Well, at Marvel, the big three were the Human Torch, Captain America, and Namor. Because Namor was an anti-hero. You know, you had vigilantes like the Shadow and stuff from Pulp days, but this guy really was an anti-hero. Because he'd go around, and if humans infringed on the sea too much, he'd just start wiping out cities and stuff. But he fought Hitler also. So he helped the Allies in World War II. So, you know, he was kind of one of those, like... Like at the the end of the Rocketeer where the mobsters team up with the good guys to fight the Nazis. Or when the Joker punches the Red Skull, you know. It's, he kind of, you know, when the chips were down or whenever it was like clear black and white, he was usually on the right side. And that's how it was. But then superhero comics kind of fell out of favor uh, at at the end of the Golden Age. Which stinks because they were going to do a live action movie serial or TV series about Namor. Like, it was in the planning stages. They had somebody cast for it. I mean, we're, we're about to see Namor. And it would have been real awesome. But it didn't happen, uh, which is unfortunate. So, Namor kind of went, went the way of the dodo and disappeared. And he was gone until Fantastic Four number four. And in a really interesting way, uh, Johnny Storm's hanging around, walking around town, and he sees this homeless guy who has amnesia, and he's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then uh, he, he helps him you know, remember who he is. He's like, hey, I think I know who you are. And he helps him remember who he is. And at that point, he's like, oh, yes, I'm not a... a I was going to say Daywalker, but that's about he's not a he's not a land walker. And he goes back to Atlantis, but Atlantis has been destroyed. And so now he's out for revenge against the surface world. But sometimes he helps the Fantastic Four, again, when there's something else going down. Uh, but then other times he would team up with Doctor Doom or Magneto. But usually he'd end up getting tired of them. I mean, those three together, just, it just doesn't work, I think. Because Lego Marvel did a cool thing with all of them teaming up. But then Namor just kind of popped around everywhere. And this was he couldn't have his own book because of publishing rights and issues. Even even back then in the 60s, we were having problems with that. And so this is how you get him like in Daredevil showing up. Just randomly. And then finally, uh, he, he shows up in Tales of Astonish. Kind of doing backup stories there. And then that that's your Silver Age stuff. He was finally, in 68, he would get his own series. And this is where we would get, like, Tiger Shark and Stingray and a bunch of people. What's cool is Bill Everett actually came back to do some drawings during this, this run. And, you know, it's kind of neat. It lasted for 72 issues. And another cool fact is that issue 72 was actually a crossover... In, in this is 1974, with Aquaman, an unofficial crossover with Aquaman, which was wrapping up his solo series too. So that's that's kind of neat. Um, then in the 80s, he had a four-issue miniseries from J.M. DeMattis, which is pretty neat. Uh, a lot of these... So the thing with the Namor series... Uh, well, hold on. And then in modern times... He had a 12-issue series in 88, 
uh, he had a 62 issue series from 90 to 95 and then just kind of showed up. He had another miniseries by Bill Jameis in 2003, uh, a little one in 2007, and then he has shown up in The Defenders and everything. But the problem with Namor, I mean, it's not really a problem, I guess, is when he's been around as long as Captain America, but Captain America, you know, oh, he was on ice for a while. Namor was homeless and had amnesia. The The thing with... Namor is about every third series he has is they're retconning or trying to line up something that had been told previously, trying to get his history in order. And, you know, that makes for a lot of, uh, like, wait, I thought this was that, you know, a lot of decoys and dummies and, uh, imposter bots and stuff, but it's okay. Cause his stories are really pretty solid. All of his stuff with the fantastic four, I always enjoyed because, like, even in the Ultimate Universe, he called off, he was going to destroy New York unless the Sioux gave him a kiss. Well, okay. Uh, you know, he, whereas Doom tries to outsmart Reed Richards, Namor tries to, like, outman him. You know, be, like, the stronger, sexier, tougher guy. And, it you know, his his ego and vanity usually lead to his downfall. But... It also makes for some really fun stories and kind of sometimes even silly stories, but sometimes really great stories, uh, as, as we've seen over the years. I mentioned earlier that he was Marvel's first mutant. Well, that puts him with the X-Men a lot. And in Tom Taylor's X-Men Red, which was a phenomenal book, only lasts like 12 issues, he gives like a safe haven to mutants and does things and... Uh, you know, he's always been kind of on the fringe of X-Men culture. You know, as much as he's, like, mainstay in Fantastic Four, he's one of those people, like, it doesn't surprise you when he shows up in the X-Men, but it, it it's like a pleasant, oh, hey. You know, it's like when you go to the... We, we have Chicken Express down here. I don't know what chicken stores other places have. But, you know, you order, like, the four-piece and you get a five-piece. For the, you know, they throw in an extra Tinder. I wasn't expecting it. I'm not surprised. It's cool. I'll take it. Uh, that's how Namor is with the X-Men. But right now, so he's kind of on the outs because they've, they've retroactively retconned that he's, while he is a combination of Atlanteans and humans, he, he created a unique thing where he's able to fly and has strength, but... He's not really a mutant, but then he also is a mutant. If you go back and listen to our Scarlet Witch show, she kind of went through the same thing. But And this was talking about, like, writers spend a lot of time retconning it. And I think, so I, I'm not reading all the House of X stuff, but I think right now he is a mutant. But right now he's in Jason Aaron's Avengers with his own, like, Avengers Under the Sea which is really cool, and they're doing some really neat things, and uh, right now he's trying to become the next Phoenix, which he was already a host of the Phoenix in Avengers vs. X-Men. See, like I said, his ties with the X-Men just kind of show up. So Namor is a really, I think, one of the more fascinating characters because you can run him as a hero, you can run him as a villain, however the story needs, and he shines with the right writers, that is, 
every single time. So that that's really cool. And he's the submariner. <laughs> oh no, submariner. Anyway, let me know what's your favorite name or story. Let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for the Night Nerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com, and make sure to follow me on Twitch at Nightnerd Podcast. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. I believe submarines.